0: Hey, winos, Katie here. Today's episode, episode 13, is a special crossover episode in collaboration with the podcast Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is part one of that episode, and in this half, we're talking all about podcasts. Part two will drop next week, and in that episode, we'll be talking all about arts education and nonprofits. So grab your rosé, and let's go.
1: Well, Hello, welcome, welcome to Rode All Day Anyway. Anyways. Wait. Even though we'll probably be changing our theme song soon. Boop, boop, by the time you hear it, we should have a new theme song. We'll talk about that later. With Erica Atkins and Katie Rainey. And we got a guest today, guys. From the Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body podcast, we have Courtney J. Body. That's me. Hey, Yay. Courtney. Hi. Hi. Welcome.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Thanks for being on and braving my beast that I keep in my house.
2: You know, I'm going to say that your beast in your house was not half as scary as the beast that I had to walk up to oh. get here. I don't do hills. Touche.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
2: Touche. After stairs, it's also not great. <laughs> yeah. Also, I didn't realize how far west we are.
0: Yeah, pretty far west. Yeah. I live 10 blocks as we were walking yeah, up. on, on Riverside, so we're pretty... As far as west you can go. Nice. As we were walking up the stairs, Courtney said, is that Jersey? And it took me a minute to be like, oh, you mean like the state? Yeah, that's Jersey right there. Yeah. <coughs> On the other yeah, side of that the water. Is your, yeah. yeah. Beautiful yeah. view so, yeah. of Jersey.
2: I really was. I walked out. Like, when I like when I hit the crests. I was like, wait, is that Jersey? <laughs> I like, Where the hell am I? <laughs> I like
1: to go. So I took a friend who was visiting to the park over there. And, you know, they have like the little stethoscope or whatever that you can yeah, put the yeah. coin in. And I like to go over there <laughs> yeah. and look at rich people's houses
2: and just dream. That's what I do. Yeah. You're like, who did I live up on that hill over there? Like, it's damn. amazing. I live in Brooklyn, but I'm nowhere near the, the water. I'm landlocked. Mm-hmm. Where are you in Brooklyn? I live in a Leffers Garden.
0: We have talked on this podcast how Brooklyn is a far and distant land for us Harlemites. It feels far and yeah. distant from here. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I, I
2: often, whenever I'm up here, I often think, oh, this is really, is this is Hamilton Heights? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I often am like, oh, this would be nice to live in. Mm-hmm. I have entertained. I've lived in Brooklyn for, oh, you all, is this is December? Yeah. yeah. I've lived in Brooklyn for 19 years. Whoa. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Wait, you lived- is that right? If you lived up here, no, seven, I'm sorry, 17 years. You Excuse could me. do what we do
0: during the annual arts education conference, face to face, and is go take a nap during the middle of the day if you need it. Why are you saying that on the podcast? Uh, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want that out there
1: like that.
2: Listen, I'm, there I'm there the please. whole
1: time, participating the whole
2: time, the whole time, the whole time. Super I believe you.
1: Super into it. You're
2: actually making a good point because that is the only time I'm ever up here <laughs> is for that conference. Yeah, so and it's
0: always such a delightful place. That mm-hmm. is how we know Courtney through our very magical arts education world. Eric well, and I have. Yet I very to say directly
1: know Courtney as she is the one who hired me. That I am now a part of the New York City Arts Education <laughs> theme. That's true. She is the one who purpose. She's the one who brought me into plucked the fold.
0: as huh. it were. Hand plucked, (laughs) hand plucked into the. I know you more than that now, but
1: Courtney is the one who who hired me and grilled me during my interview. Um, My previous, my scary interviewer. Well, it was just funny because the other person who was in, in, in the interview was like much, like you could tell that they were just way more impressed. But you were like, you were like, you know, like crossing your eyes and like, tell me more. And I was (laughs) like, I don't know if she liked me or not. We'll see. I didn't know until like the very end when you started talking to me about like my neighborhood. Like you started talking about something totally different. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe she does like me.
0: But now that that we're just chatting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That's a good sign in the interview.
2: I like, that's true. I, um, I get, I, I zone in. You don't know. I do. I zone in. Yeah. You especially were like, if I like you. You were
1: like, tell me what you know. And I like, <laughs> have done all the research on the web. I'm like, I know
0: where X amount of partner schools. And like, I was like, no, I did my homework.
2: Yeah, I'm like Hermione impressive. Granger.
0: Well, speaking of zoning in on a podcast, yes. is that how you are on your podcast? Are you zone in for the interviews? I
2: do. I do. I, I, I need to be very present. I need to pick up on things so I can knit and weave and thread in the moment because I only have them for that moment. That time. Mm-hmm. And then I do the same when I'm trying to put the podcast together because I often am recording interviews well in advance.
0: Mm. Well we're well, gonna we're gonna talk a lot about the Yeah, both we're gonna podcasts.
1: talk about both podcasts and Courtney. This is a crossover episode if we haven't crossover, said that. crossover, crossover episode. Crossover. Yeah. So Courtney will be asking us questions about Rose All Day Anyway, but before we do that, we have to do a Rose All Day Anyways tradition in which we discuss what
0: we're drinking. Mm. I'm super thrilled to let you guys know that. I think this I need a little Erica wine spot noise now. Oh, I yeah. think if we're going to update the theme song mm-hmm. now, we need to sure. do it. Like I'm going to start adding effects yeah. in here. Yeah. It'll take even longer to release stuff. I was about to say, <laughs> so we'll release it in June, but that's fine. <laughs> 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 they did an extra special. <laughs> it's going to sound real good. <laughs> I did just add our first effect in my other podcast today. Uh-huh. I, I added uh, Worst Behavior by Drake into the podcast because Brian specifically requested it. And okay. So I feel like I'm on the track to start doing things like that. So Great. Maybe we'll have okay. a Nice. A little thing for rose. Great. So,
1: Erica. Erica Atkins wine, wine time.
0: time. Okay. It's going to so, be wine time. That's what it is. Ooh. Wine time.
1: <laughs> so, this wine that we're drinking today, I'm super excited to say, guys, it does not have a French name. So, I can just say it. It said chill.
0: It's <laughs> chill. Chill wine. I'm looking for the year. I don't see the year, but I'm going to assume. Courtney, <laughs> what we've learned by drinking copious amounts of rose on this yes. podcast is that all rose was made in 2017.
1: Oh. Or, no, or at a certain point, 2018. 18 we drank
0: all the two we drank all the
1: two early in the podcast everything was 2017 and mm-hmm. it was like a clear line where everything became 2018 and i'm seeing like an 18
2: toward the end of here. okay
0: so we're so still in 2018, 2018
1: well, but nothing that
2: tells earlier me. that tells me that a rosé takes a year to be really good
0: could be mm. Yeah, because we did start s- this in 2018 and we were oh, drinking all the stuff. Yeah, sustenance. yeah, there yeah.
2: I, I, I know it's wine time, but I want to say something.
0: Yeah, say something <laughs> during Ack, wine,
2: time. wine time. <laughs> I spent last year, not the whole year, but I, I went on a trip to the south of France, the Provence, Ooh. and I drank more rosé than I have ever in my entire life in a week.
1: A lot of the rosé we drink come from France, yeah. allegedly.
0: Do, you, mm-hmm. do either one of you... Have you you seen... I know you've watched Succession. Have you watched Succession? Oh, yeah. I Those white first. people
1: are crazy. <laughs>
0: like, there
1: was I a... the first season. That's... What she do, Um God, what is the name of that blog? There's a blog, something black man. I feel so bad because I love it and I follow it and I can't remember the name of it right now. It's so funny. But there was an article that he had that came out that was basically along the lines of, like, what I've been saying about Succession. He's like... I fell in love with Secession, like, These White People Are Crazy. It's, like, basically the header of the article. And then you click on it. And he's, like, at first I didn't want to watch it because I was, like, "Oh, another show about rich white people. (laughs) And I'm, like, yep, that's totally how I felt. He Mm -hmm. was, like, and then I started watching it. And I was, like, oh, my God, but these are, like, crazy rich white people. And I was,
0: like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel about this show. I'm, like, these people are tripping. in season two, there's a meme that I think we need to officially adopt as the rosé all day anyways Ooh. meme, which what? is Greg the Egg, if you'll remember from Succession. Cousin Greg, Greg. Cousin Greg, Greg the Egg. He's When he's finally fully transformed into a Roy, he's sitting on a yacht, and he's got a champagne flute with pink liquid in it, obviously. And he goes, it's not my favorite rosé. And it's like the line that he delivers, I'm just like, that's, that's Greg's ascension into the roys he is now officially a roy and a Mm -hmm. snobby and i want that to be our meme he was a ninth boy and then they they ruined him was he though was he no he wasn't
1: he always was kind of a little bit of a bottom feeder exactly yeah
0: Right. But you could drink this rosé with
1: Greg
2: mm.
0: on a yacht.
1: You could you drink think, this rosé. Do you think
2: that he would say it's not my favorite rosé? Probably. Probably. Maybe.
1: But I also <laughs> want to say that this rosé was a, a birthday gift to oh, Katie and
0: I from sweet. my colleague Marcus. We're still going through the, the birthday haul.
1: Yeah. Well, we, this is with the last. I purposely saved this okay. for the podcast. So. And it
0: was Marcus's idea for us to do a Wine Time
1: spot originally. So. Marcus wanted to know what we were drinking. He was like, You guys should say what you're drinking on the show. So, shout, oh, out, yeah. to shout out to Marcus for sponsoring Jonathan. Wine Time. Courtney, mm, what would you it. like to ask us about, talk to us about Rose All Day, anyways? Well, so
2: I, uh, we at Teaching RSG. And who's your team? Our team, our pot, my pod squad, mm-hmm. is Ben Weber, who's the producer. Love Ben. And Christopher Totten, who is the creative content manager. Love Chris. He writes all those beautiful blurbs and posts on the Facebook. And then okay. I take those and twist them around and make them fit into 140 or 280 characters for twitter Mm -hmm. and i just copy and paste it for insta (laughs) yeah you guys
0: do you have a really strong social media presence thank
2: you Mm -hmm. i'd like to grow it so Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that uh we're working we're working on it i'd like to i'd like to venture into youtube so we have a media arts coordinator brandon hutchinson okay. and I'll he's done it. a lot of capturing but we haven't quite gotten to this to the level of you know putting content out there mm-hmm. so I, I had an i had a thought the other day i might have been today for all i know <laughs> where i want to put together like a commercial mm. yeah because this this episode actually is going is is the first episode of our fourth season okay So, I feel like it's time that I have some, like, do some marketing.
1: I'll do a commercial (laughs) if I can wear a ball gown. Say again? I'll do a commercial if I can wear a ball gown.
2: Done.
0: Great. We've been talking about making a rosé all day anyway, music video, for a while.
2: Uh... Please, I yep. would love to be a part of that. Okay, done. I feel like a lot of yes. people,
1: I feel like a lot of people want to come on a podcast because they know they get to drink. So people like be like, I want to come <laughs> no, it's on. It's great. Like, oh, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, this is similar to how I do it. I'm usually in my po- in my uh, podcast, my podcast booth, which is my apartment. And if we are in my apartment, then yeah, and usually wine is is happening. It, well it depends on what time of day Sometimes i have questions about
0: your podcast is it okay if we tag team or yeah tag do team do let's do it let's do it so you have you have seasons how many seasons have, you got four seasons when did you start
2: we're, so the podcast launched march 2017 mm-hmm. and we were still trying to figure out what our timing was going to be and eventually we became a monthly podcast mm-hmm. so by 2018 we sort of realized okay <laughs> trying to put out more than than once a month was yeah. a little bit much for the fact that everybody I, that I just mentioned on the pod squad have other jobs
0: yeah we definitely and learned that too it's
2: also an indie <laughs> podcast so yeah. you know let's make something manageable so we mapped out a plan and the big thing was that we just wanted to create more opportunities to partner to engage beyond my personal networks mm-hmm. and so that was de- and then by 2019 which is the, the third season the big thing was just like let's try and continue to grow our listenership mm-hmm. and we just did like we're in the middle of doing this like stats stuff stats stuff that's not that's not a term we're pulling together some statistics and we discovered that from 2018 to 2019, our listens doubled. So we did we did close to 4,000 listens in 2018 mm-hmm. and now we're closer to 8,000. Great. Cool. Yeah. So it's really, really exciting. And so right now the goal is like, okay, well, what can we set for 2020? Can we get to double that? Wouldn't that be awesome?
0: What do you think that's from? Just getting more exposure in the arts ed world? I think
2: it's part. I, yeah, I think it's it's twofold. I think we're getting better at asking people to tell people as part of the podcast. But I think it's the partnerships. And we partnered with the New York City Arts and Education Roundtable and International Teaching Artist Conference, for example. Mm-hmm. That boosted, one, the fact that it was an international conference yeah. actually meant that we were gaining more listeners globally and that's awesome uh, so that that one that particular episode had the uh, i think honestly that was it that was the thing that boosted us to start and then we just were in the middle of rolling out a a partnership with Blick Art Materials. We had an episode that came out uh, in October called Queens of Empowerment about these women who are amazing and are serving the women who, a community of women who are living with HIV and AIDS and using art, visual arts as art therapy to create community as well as to build opportunities for peer education, health education, that kind of thing. And they were, that was a tremendous, I would never have met these women had it not been for Pata, who I met at the face-to-face conference. Yeah. And she was very excited about this and sort of said, you know, I, I have some people that I think you could highlight if this could work out. And so she she was the one who picked them. And uh, that's also the episode that's coming out in December. It's an urban sketch artist. And how they know him is that Black Art will uh, support them by providing and mm-hmm. donating materials and then support and PATA specifically supporting events and going to showings and exhibits and that kind of thing. It's really, it's like a whole world that I just don't know because I'm not a visual artist. So that's another part of my goal is to continue to f- highlight and showcase artists of all kinds of disciplines, right? So that people can hear their own experiences or make connections and learn about other people, doing other really cool work in communities that they may or may not have experience in. So yeah, so our top cities are Brooklyn,
0: Brooklyn. (laughs) Um,
2: but we also have people listening in Singapore and Australia and India, like, but it's one, it's one person, (laughs) but still like, you know, it's it's great. Um, and, and all over, it's really, really amazing. And then the other thing that I'm learning is universities are actually Mm -hmm. like a lot of professors are assigning it including me, but also <laughs> that. So I get a lot of listens from Austin, Texas at the UT Austin. They have an educational theater department there. Gina Grandy. I'm getting some Virginia now mm-hmm. and San Francisco.
0: I promote yeah. you with all our tap, which I still, do. Ha- we still haven't said on this podcast oh. where we work. Oh, let's talk about that. So basically I run a training program for teachers, which teaching artists, which I promote podcasts a lot. That's I'm wonderful. always like, go check this out. Art ed to get integrated into the field so mm-hmm.
2: thank you and that that really is the goal I, I built the podcast so that anybody regardless of where you are in your career as a teaching artist arts educator or educator that you would feel like you were part of a community mm-hmm. and learn about other people's yeah. stories could help you think about your own Give well it. I'm I, yeah I'm curious um, I know that you all are are very good friends but what was the Conceit? How did you come up with this podcast? And more specifically, how did you come up with the title?
0: Oh, man. We, well, I got, as I told you, we got all this beautiful equipment donated um, by one of my board members from where I work for my other business. And we were starting a podcast with the small press that I run. Mm-hmm. And I had all this equipment, and we hadn't recorded anything yet, and I was just playing around with it, and Erica came over to hang out with me one day, and I was like, will you record with me for a while? Because I was really geeking out about the equipment, because it's beautiful. And then we ended up recording for like two, two hours talking about, I don't know, like the Backstreet Boys. Uh, we talked about the insane clown posse we did talk about the insane
1: <laughs> obviously none remember. of that made it to air <laughs> I can't remember what else we talked about but I just remember that we talked
0: about the insane clown posse yeah, and <laughs> the main thing I remember we had a blast sitting there just talking to each other for two hours into a mic and you even said wow I feel really powerful with this mic- microphone in front of me yeah. and I was like yeah it's true and I was like we should probably just do something Yeah, and that's pretty much how it- how did we come up with the name
1: I think because we both drank a lot of rosé. Yeah, and, and then it, we were just kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to call it rosé all day. Anyways, and then we were like, "Oh haha." And it had something to, just became the title.
0: <laughs> it had something to do with it, like our jobs and us complaining about working in nonprofit and being like, well, we're going to rosé all day anyways. And also, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it was like it was definitely like like
1: I know at my job, like a lot of us drink rose, mm. which like just feeds into the whole drinking of like rose. Like if there's an event, if there's a celebration, we're in a WeWork building. If they have the rose cider on tap, yeah. uh, we all go and fi- we're like, ah, oh, where is that? Wait,
2: and wait, 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 back up, back up. Yeah. You have a rosé something on
1: tap? What? So WeWork has liquor on, not liquor, sorry, beer on tap. Uh Liquor
0: on tap. I want them to have wine on
1: tap. But apparently the new one in Brooklyn Yard had a wine garden which is why we're not going to that building. Um, But one of the things that they put in their rotation Mm. is Rose Cider. But you never Uh, quite know where it's going to be. And like it's always like one person in the organization figures out where it is (laughs) and then sends out a text text message at like 5 p.m. Like, guys, they have Rose Cider on tap, seventh
0: floor. And we're all like, oh, let me
1: go out there and get some. Yeah.
0: And honestly, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like when we initially recorded the first episode or two we kind of went into it with this like faux bougie attitude like we're making like our parody podcast or mm-hmm. something almost like it was like a rosé all day anyways and then i don't know it just slowly turned into we were like no nah, we're a feminist podcast we can't keep up like anything yeah.
1: well kind ironic. of
0: because the first episode was
1: about female friendship so i do feel like from very early on we mm-hmm. took like Maybe, a, yeah. yeah we took a stance on like right we were going to talk about things. Right. That, that was were, our first episode. That yeah. was so long ago. Yeah. When was that? A year ago. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Like, we were going to take a stance on things that were, like, important to us. And because we are both women and feminist, like, that always started to become that. That and, like, you know, the white capitalist supremacy. <laughs> it's just, like, no matter what we talked about, mm-hmm. that became a part of it. Yeah. And so we just started being more intentional about... Um, yeah picking topics and then generally maybe the biggest exception of that is when my parents came on and even then it kind of did like looking at it from the angle of like how did this affect women
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah we talked a lot about their ability to like co-parent and make something out of like friction and conflict and Mm -hmm. like how they can cohabitate that was a really interesting episode Mm -hmm. i had a great time yeah, with fun. erica's fam in here nice. it was amazing they were great we recorded in the middle of july which we have to turn the air conditioning off to yeah. record oh yeah I know. and so like we had to pause every 20 minutes uh-huh. to turn it on because everybody was just tripping. Yeah. yeah
2: so so you've been your podcast has been rolling for a year mm-hmm. and it's it's a feminist podcast that is examining different Topics around the workplace, working, career building, relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, gathering, yeah, and um, like also
1: things and, like we talked up. We did an episode on crying. We did an episode on like living in New York City. And right. like okay, so
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah, we've had a couple of guests we had on a plus-size male model. Is that what the official mm-hmm. term? Uh, be? He,
1: the, they, the marketing is that they are called brawn. A brawny right. model, my friend Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was, was th-
2: adorable.
1: Yeah, he just incredible guest. Like, he's a great person. He has his own podcast. Yeah, he, he's oh, he he's very handsome. Oh yeah, he's very handsome. He just he's had married. Just had a baby. Just had a just baby. Had a baby. Just had a baby. Aww. Maggie Cat was born like two weeks ago. Aww. I need to go visit them so I can go see the baby. <laughs> so yeah, we had Zach Miko, and he I was like a Bronnie. Yeah, brawny. It's
2: ironic though. I I so my po- my podcast is not about my like entire personal life. Yeah. Though I do bring that in, but. Okay, so so where was I going with my question? I did have a question. I, you know, actually, can I take a pause for a second because yeah. yep. what I realized I didn't explain fully because we went into like the world of my podcast is we uh, uh, while we are also building partnerships, we're also doing this where I reached out to you all in in the efforts of looking at having segments on our podcast called friends of the podcast, because you all are my friends Mm -hmm. and you have a podcast. So I love the idea of people who have similar mediums or work in similar mediums, being able to have conversations about doing that work, but also other things that pertain to each other's specific topics so I reached out and said would you like would you like to do it we came up with this concept which is a new concept so that's something Mm -hmm. that to me is very exciting I was telling you about the you know taping in the in Washington Square Park while somebody was actually making art which is the first time I've been able to do that Mm -hmm. this is something that's fun for me to be able to come up to wherever I am Hamilton Heights, right? That's how I feel when I'm in, I- <laughs> <And>, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. What is it? In the middle of nowhere and we're doing a <laughs> crossover. I Do you know AJ Dunk? AJ Dunk is a comedian and actor, teaching artist. He's really funny and he has a podcast called I Can't Make This Up and it's also oh, a t- yeah. a, like a show that he does. Uh-huh. And so it's a weekly podcast, which is, that's really hard. And it's just him. He's doing all the work. So I was a guest on his podcast and he he did a segment on mine. Okay. And so he was actually my first friend of the podcast. And then um, without really doing it in the same same manner, I had kwani's Floyd as a guest on mine mm-hmm. and she's a host of um, uh, Art accordingly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a podcast looking at a lot of the same things around dismantling or examining the white supremacist culture that is inherent in our prevalent in our nonprofit systems, mm-hmm. which is great. She's doing great things. Yeah, so she's awesome. and and there's going to be more things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's so I just wanted to I meant to do that before.
0: <laughs> so question to you? Yes. So we we know why you have a teaching artistry podcast, I think, but I guess for for (laughs) don't tell
2: me why. Why do you think?
0: No, I'm not going to do that. You got to tell me. Well, I mean, like I we just know we know how prevalent you are in the arts ed world Mm -hmm. and what a, a big voice you are. But I think probably likely our audience. Isn't heavily an arts uh, ed audience, yeah. even though we probably have some arts ed friends. We definitely have a whole bunch of arts ed friends because okay. people come up to me at events and
1: be like, "Loving the podcast." Nice. Okay, yes.
0: but I also know that I got like a lot of friends, say in Arkansas and stuff, who are oh. listening, who are like, "We don't have teaching artists or or whatever." We and we've never really talked about arts education on mm. this podcast. Okay. And so I guess my question is like, why teaching artistry mm. with Courtney J. Body?
2: Well, what's the premise? Yeah. So the the premise is to highlight and celebrate and ultimately advocate for artists doing work in communities and community engagement. I do spend almost all day every day <laughs> thinking about teaching artists. What is a teaching artist, you might ask? An artist who teaches. believes <laughs> that it's important to share their craft with Others. And that can look a lot of different ways. They can work in schools without being a classroom teacher, but they come in and they work with young people to engage their own creativity. They could work with senior citizens. They could work in prisons. They could work in hospitals and a variety of different kinds of populations. And it's all about, yes, teaching, but also facilitating other people's creativity. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily to make professional artists, but to mm-hmm. embed that kind of way of working, way of thinking, honoring people's ideas, and giving them some skill sets to be able to express themselves.
1: My mother was actually the first teaching artist yeah. to come into my school, but I didn't realize that's what that was until right? quite recently. Mm-hmm. That, that But uh, like literally because she thought my school was doing a really – crap job of celebrating African-American History Month because, you know, I grew up around a ton of white people. And she came in and she did an African math workshop of Anansi stories with my class, with the entire fifth grade. Wow. It was pretty cool. That is like, cool. Like, looking back, I'm like, oh... Yeah, that's a teaching artist. My mom was the first teaching artist I ever saw come into my classroom. Go, Gina Marie. Yeah, Gina, Gina Marie. Marie. Actually,
2: uh, you've also been on the podcast. You told that story. Oh, at, I was, uh, like a snippet. We had Yeah, we had some some testimonials, if, as it were, yes. where people were telling, they were answering questions. Yes, yeah, Ben uh, Weber yeah. came up to me uh-huh. and
1: handed me a list of questions and told me to say, Nice thing. Then I try to be nice to Ben Weber
0: Yeah! Yay! <laughs> I I asked that question. Um, the, I said, artist or. Are- Teaching artists or artists who teach because mm-hmm. I literally asked my ninth graders today because I was introducing my trainees into the classroom uh-huh. for the first time today. And I said, they're training to be a teaching artist. What is a teaching artist? And they're all, you know, 14, 15-year-old mm-hmm. smart asses. And they're like, an artist who teaches. It's like, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah you're, right. Exactly right. you're right. that's exactly
2: right. You're right, you're right. I was actually <laughs> in the UK a couple of weeks ago working with what they call participatory artists. And I said, teaching artists. And someone said, what is a teaching artist? <laughs> And so I was like, I'm glad you asked. I have a, a sheet full of definitions here. <laughs> and this one woman who is a poet, she later, much later in the, in the, I was leading a two day retreat with, with these artists who are going to mentor other artists in the country. And she was like, I, I just, I, I don't know why I've never even thought of myself as a teaching artist or even thought to call myself that. That is what I am. And were, like, it was so great Aww. to see her sort of like like, take it on right. Um. Yeah. without feeling like she had been missing out on something. Right. You know what That's I mean? That's so cute. Be- yeah. yeah. It, was, I, it was really great.
1: I had never heard the term teaching artist until I came to New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. And I had been working in the field mm-hmm. and I worked yep. at a music school for, mm-hmm. like, two years mm-hmm. and we did not call them teaching artists. We called them teachers. We mm-hmm. called them music teachers. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I think about it, like, all of the, mostly women, were, like, performing artists, like, in the field, made their money, from making music and were also teaching classes and that never occurred to me that that's what they were so yeah i remember the first time i heard that i was like oh oh right sure Mm -hmm. sure yeah that yeah why why weren't we saying that all along (laughs) yeah
2: so one of the things that i'm I would like to consider and I'm sure I don't know if you've heard of Work It it's a a conference for women who are podcasters or it's a podcast you told me about this like two years ago yeah Yeah. so I went to I went to it uh, when it was here in New York last year And it it just helped me to think and shape – it just shaped some of the things. And I think I've been able to take a lot lot of those strategies that they came up with and apply them. And I'm still working towards building out some some more of the ideas. But one of the things that I thought was fascinating actually was this idea of talking to other people – and asking so what's your podcast about what's your podcast about and it was fascinating to hear people's stories and i mean like people had so many different kinds of topics and reasons and passions that Mm -hmm. they were creating a podcast and you know many different threads and people who were super you know well known and you know, working and making lots and lots of money from it to people like me who are like, we're super indie, and I'm not making any money. For in fact, I'm losing money on it, but yeah. I, I love it, and I think it's important. So that sort of made me think about is po- or the question is podcasting an art form unto itself? Oh. right. And so I'm curious about not just you know how you came up with the concept, but. Um, and you have two podcasts, Katie. Yeah, but just what you know—not just what the format is, but what do you, what do like, w- why? Yeah, <laughs> what is what is your point? Why do you want to do this work? What drives you to continue beyond your first year?
0: Definitely. I mean, yes, podcasting is absolutely the, an art. Like the amount of time that we just sit here and like, even though. When we're in the moment sitting here talking to each other, it's honestly, for me at least, is just because it's fun to do it with mm. Erica. And like, I just get to sit across from her and we get to talk about whatever the hell we're talking about. Mm. And it's really fun. But the amount of stuff that we do to like figure out what we're talking about and then like the editing and put- cutting it and like writing the show notes and mm-hmm. putting it on mm-hmm. and stuff is definitely like all part of the art. And also, just like, I think in any space where you're being vulnerable enough to put your voice and thoughts and feelings out into the air for somebody else to take and to absorb and mm-hmm. criticize or laud or do whatever mm-hmm. they're going to do is art making. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we do day to day and it's always a risk. And so I definitely think podcasting's an art. I don't know. Do you want to add anything? I
1: think it's also, I mean, to your point about why, I think that with the invention of additional forms of media, it's been possible for traditionally marginalized people to put mm. their voices out there mm. no even no matter what they're talking about I was listening to this podcast that was recommended to me the other day It's like two people in their 20 talking about dating and it's funny. Like, I was like, sure, I could see myself having a conversation 10 years ago. It's funny. But it's also just, like, people listen to that, though. And they go, oh, yeah, that's me, too. That's mm-hmm. my experience, too. And one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast is, like, people reaching out and saying, that was mm-hmm. a really good story. I can really relate to that, especially women and people of color when they reach out. Because we do talk about, you know, especially as I am a woman of color, we will dive into sometimes how these issues specifically not just affect women, but women of color. And people will, like, reach out, and mm-hmm. they'll let us know. They're hearing us, and they're feeling it, and people are hearing their thoughts and stories, like, validated. Or hearing another perspective that they hadn't thought of, and it doesn't always have to be some super serious thought piece. Like, it's just validating, like, people letting to be seeing because for so long there were just very few ways that you could see yourself Mm. reflected back to Mm -hmm. you in the media. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the other reason why I like continuing to do it. Um, In addition to what Katie said, that it is another way that we can continue to be a part of like, in our own small way, shifting the paradigm of voices that are out there.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. And also we get a chance to like both be thoughtful and intelligent, but also at the same time, like, really silly and funny if we want, and like, mm-hmm. crack jokes about the Backstreet Boys and the Bachelor, and <laughs> that's fine too. Yeah. yeah. It was just the spectrum of humanity,
1: right? Yeah. I feel like people, people, and especially women, have to like get you're like, you're the serious one, or you're the funny one, mm-hmm. or you're the sexy one. And we're like, we're just gonna be like all other things and drink rose and like hang out. And yeah. like, that's yeah. the real spectrum of.
2: Well, I think about humanity. the Golden Girls. Yeah. Or girlfriends, or Sex What's in the girlfriends? City. Girlfriends is um the Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, before she was on, before she was on Blackish, Black-ish. she had. Oh. A show. They yeah. did an episode. Did you it see? Was great. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was like a Sex in the City, but for Black women in L. A. Pretty oh. much. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it was Sex
1: in the City for Black women. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, and you know, I think that for shows like that or television, you have to sort of segment women, but really they are representing all, like I'm all of those women mm-hmm. uh, in certain ways to certain degrees and certain percentages on any given day. But, yeah, And so you're right. There's a, there's a, mul- this is random, random thought, but I went to a, a breathing workshop a couple weeks ago and got, was, was early. So I like hung around and ended up at this random, oh, uh, I'm going to forget the name of the place, but it's a place where you can make your own perfume and i like you like smell different you get the base and then you like figure it out you make your own perfume i'm wearing it right now and you can name it then and most people like name it their name and i was like multitude (laughs) because he was like you can have nine letters and i was like multitude multitude and he was like, what? Like I've never, nobody's ever used that. And I'm like, yeah. And now you got to release
0: that under the teaching artistry Ray? label. Yeah. yeah. Altitude, I want to you know? add to that label and just do Desire <laughs> just so I can do the commercial. in the ball guy
1: Desire, <laughs> love, <laughs> breath, world, cookies, <laughs> <laughs>
2: world cookie, lingerie, mules, rose, mules. <laughs> Mm. Right treat. <laughs> yes,
0: that's the tagline of this podcast right here. Mules. R- so uh, that's it for part one of episode thirteen, winos. But don't worry, special guest Courtney Body will be back next week with the second part of this episode, in which we'll be talking all things arts education. Until then, babes.